Hello and welcome to On Board with Cruise Passenger, a podcast series for people who choose to cruise and those considering a cruise holiday. Hello and welcome to this very special edition of On Board with Cruise Passenger, our podcast series. Cruising is back and nowhere is the pent-up demand being felt more strongly than in the luxury sector, where round-the-world itineraries are selling out in just a few hours. So where better to talk about long, more luxurious cruises than the home of the world's most luxurious fleet, Regent Seven Seas Cruises. I'm Peter Lynch, Editor-in-Chief of Cruise Passenger, and I'm here with Bernadette Chua, Editor of Cruise and Travel Magazine. Hi, Peter. Great to be here. We have a very special guest with us today. Steve O'Dell is Senior Vice President and Managing Director of the Asia-Pacific region for Regent Seven Seas Cruises. Steve's been in the luxury cruise industry for more than 20 years, so he should know his stuff. But I thought Steve was no more than 21 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, guys. It's great to be on the show. And keep listening because one lucky listener and a guest will get to visit Seven Seas Explorer for a ship tour and a very special lunch when she's in Sydney on the 29th of December. Wow, I would like the sound of that. Well, why don't you ask Steve very nicely? (laughs) (laughs) It's a money-can't-buy experience aboard a vessel which claims to be the most luxurious ever built, and you won't want to miss it. But you have to listen. So, Steve, Regent has just announced a new cruise called Away in Wonder. Sounds very wonderful. Well, it definitely is. (laughs) It's 150 nights and the high points are amazing. It's been one of the best and most sophisticated itineraries we've ever put together. So we're all really excited about it. I'm not surprised. Here's just a taster of the World Cruise 2025. So I believe uh, the Seven Seas Mariner will be leaving Miami on January the 7th, 2025, and 150 nights later, she will arrive in the beautiful San Francisco. In between, she'll cover 36,295 nautical miles, not one less, five (laughs) continents, South America, Antarctica, Australia, Asia, and North America, and traverse 12 seas, straits, gulfs, bays, and channels. That's a lot to cover. Yes. So her 684 guests will be on the Pacific, Atlantic, and Southern Oceans, and she'll visit 97 ports, including two new port calls of remote places like Robinson Crusoe Island, like the book, uh, (laughs) off the coast of Chile, and Muroran, Japan, on the island of Hokkaido. Very nice. She'll even spend three days scenic cruising Antarctica. Steve, that's a huge variety of different experiences. So how will your guests cope with so many things to do and see? Well, that's a really good question. It's a lot of once-in-a-lifetime events, and the sights and the memories will just keep coming. We're offering an unusual 16 overnight stays where guests can relax on shore and perhaps take in dinner and some of the local nightlife as well. Oh, so you have to take a holiday after your holiday, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's our longest world cruise in our 30-year history. In fact, uh, a few days ago on the 26th of uh, May, we celebrated our 30th anniversary. Congratulations! We're giving out special commemorative gifts for this, uh, an anniversary party on some cruises, um, speciality drinks and dining options. And of course, for our loyal Seven Seas Society customers, uh, there are some special savings. I'll bet Mm. there are. Do I get a tango partner included in that, actually? (laughs) What about that uh, commemorative cocktail? (laughs) 
I know you've spoken about this before, but Regent is planning a series of longer voyages to meet demand from guests, including Australians who are buying up these itineraries as if there is no tomorrow. Yes, it's uh, really um, incredible at the moment, mm. the demand we have. It's a very strong new trend for longer voyages. Yeah. Uh, our 2024 uh, world cruise sold out in just three hours. Wow. Oh, is that a record Somebody? for you, Steve? That's a, that's a record, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So we're expecting that 2025 won't be too different from that. Pre-registrations are essential. They're now essential for the away and wonder cruises and the longer itineraries across the board. We think we'll sell out in just a few hours. Mm. And that's just not sales talk. Mm. Amazing. So what's the attraction, Steve? Well, I think there are quite a few. I mean, first of all, it's a, a great and relaxed way to tick off those bucket list items that people have always wanted to do. Yeah. And thanks to the latest health protocols, it's a really safe way to travel. And that seems to be spiking as a, a really important factor for people these days. Yeah. Everyone on board, including the crew and all the guests, are vaccinated and tested, which is really far better than you can expect in many resorts and hotels around mm. the world. And as you can see, our away and wonder journey covers a lot of ground. Three oceans, 12 yes. seas. I think we've been through this, but <laughs> sure five continents, <laughs> 25 countries, 48 UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Amazing. And there are 396 included shore excursions. And you're going to do every one, right? And I'm going to do every one. <laughs> and I think one of the big things about cruising is you unpack once yeah. and we take you to all these wonderful places. Absolutely yeah. amazing. When you think about what you'd have to do to repeat a voyage like this without a ship, the flights, the hotels, the land transport, the touring, it would be almost impossible to arrange a unique journey like this. Yeah. I think, that, you know, more than that, there is a, a real sense of community on board, mm -hmm. which you don't get from any other voyages. I mean, everyone's in this together for 150 nights. Yeah. Um, there's incredible excitement really from the moment you depart. And from the sail away party where everyone is meeting neighbors and captain, the captain, mm. the officers. Yep. In fact, the crew often say they stay in contact with guests after the voyage. Um, and that's why guests feel in a way it's like coming home. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. can assume that a lot of people would be repeat world cruises as well. So like oh, you yes. said, there is that real sense of community. Yeah, it's amazing. Absolutely. I mean, I've been on board ships where I've witnessed that, that mm. bonding between yeah. the crew. Mm. And I can remember on one ship just seeing young families with young children come on board mm. and the young children running up to crew members and giving them a hug. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just really unique yeah. to cruising. It's that sense of community. Yeah. Um, lifelong friends are made from these trips. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. It's such a bonus. Yeah. So now, Steve, tell me what's life like on board? Yeah, for 150 nights. <laughs> <laughs> With 684 well, of your closest friends. <laughs> well, it might surprise some of your listeners. I mean, first of all, of course, you're looked after very well indeed. The service is impeccable. Mm. Uh, the food is glorious and the suites are very spacious. So you have a very comfortable uh, lifestyle for your time on board. Mm. But for the longer voyages, there are opportunities to do more meaningful things on board. You could learn um, new skills, hobbies, and interests. For example, when we went around South America, many guests uh, chose to take uh, an Argentinian tango course. Oh, <laughs> when Then they performed on stage in heels and costumes oh as if they were going to a tango bar in front of the other guests. Oh, wow, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, this is something in a shorter seven-day cruise which you probably couldn't do. And those guests took away a new skill and no doubt they dazzled their friends for years <laughs> to come at home. So a bit like dirty dancing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Their friends were impressed. Look, I once got a certificate at a tango class as the best newcomer showing the most potential. Wow, congratulations. Yes, I, I have to say that Teresa still has the uh, blisters on her feet to prove it. <laughs> oh, dear God, Peter. <laughs> well, not quite Dancing with Stars, but I'm, I am working on my steps. Um, another example that I guess took part in was um, creating an enormous quilt blanket to give to Rotary in South America, which took some months to make. And wow. we presented it to a Rotary representative on board who gave it to a local school. So, you know, again, something you wouldn't quite expect. That's a wonderful story. I must say giving back has become such an important facet of cruising. So, Steve, how good are your quilting skills now? Well, not very, not, I'm not very <laughs> good, I'm afraid, I have to say. I'll leave it to tango, the guests. Steve? Oh, I can tango. Oh, yeah. Well, bet. we can't wait to see the moves then. <laughs> <laughs> so now, Steve, tell us about the ship. You know, you'll be spending almost five months on board. And so what do you think the guests will find? Well, Seven Seas Mariner was the first all-suite or balcony vessel ever built. And she only has 684 guests with 467 crew looking after mm. them. So there is a crew member for every one and a half guests, which makes it, a, you know, one of the highest rated ships yeah. afloat. Yeah. We build our ships according to guest feedback. So more space was the message we got. Mm. And um, Mariner uh, has 70 gross tons per guest, which is among the highest in the industry. Yeah. Um, for instance, you know, if you look at the suites, our deluxe veranda suites are 28 square meters uh, through to the big suites like the master suite is 186 square meters. Um, so, that's nearly yeah. bigger than my apartment. Yeah, yeah. certainly <laughs> bigger than mine. Yeah, and they all have private balconies, which yeah. I think is a unique feature as well. Oh, so when my partner is, you know, didn't fetch me my Dom Perignon, then therefore he goes and sleeps on the balcony, right? <laughs> yeah. That sounds, could sound like that agreement. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the ship, of course, has a lot of wide open spaces and floor-to-ceiling glass in the observation lounge. It's perfect for a world cruise. Yeah. yeah. And it's just the right size. Sounds great. Well, I think that's the perfect place to do the Antarctic sailing part, you know. Mm. You I get agree. to see, like, the great, like, vistas and, you know, mm. the glaciers, you know. Mm. Now, Steve, I'm a massive foodie, and what's your favourite place to eat on board? It might be a hard question to, to answer. It's an extremely hard <laughs> question. Um, uh, I mean, the good thing is for, for the time on board, there are a lot of choices, mm. and we're constantly evolving things to uh, satisfy the guests in, yeah. in the long journey. But food on board, I can be honest, equals the best restaurants on shore. Mm. Our main dining room, the Compass Rose, is stunning. Crystal chandeliers, great food. But I think, personally, um, one of my favourites is Chartreuse. Uh, it's designed like a, a chic uh, Parisian fine dining restaurant. Mm. Modern French dishes, but absolutely beautiful. Sounds great. Now, I have to confess, I've experienced this restaurant twice on cruises with Regent Seven Seas at the launch of Explorer and Splendor. And it is fantastic. I'm For bragging. instance, <laughs> why not? For instance, tonight they are serving, wait for it, mm -hmm. seared scallops topped with chorizo. And my personal favourite, baked lobster tail, scallop mousse, asparagus and almond broth. What about that? Almond broth, that sounds interesting, but stop it, you're making me salivate. And le dessert, il flottante, a floating island of French meringue, pink praline and creme anglaise. Well, what about that? That will definitely do me. I haven't even had lunch yet. Now, so Steve, tell us about the destinations because there is a really interesting itinerary planned for the World Voyage. Oh, there certainly is. I mean, we'll be going as far north as Alaska mm. and as far south as Antarctica, as we've mentioned already. Uh, Japan, of course, is a particular favourite among Australians and we'll be creating a special 
Asian segment. The 2025 World Cruise will start in style. Uh, first of all, we'll be in Miami and we'll have a special gala mm. farewell from Miami for all guests who are sailing on board. And that will be nice. special. Yeah. There will be three new uh, exclusive experiences on board, which um, I'm particularly looking forward to. Uh, Rio and Buenos Aires and the Pacific Islands. Oh, no, that does sound fantastic. And what is your personal favourite destination that you're looking forward well, to? Well, I'm not biased, but of <laughs> cruising the Australian coastline uh, is, seems particularly attractive to me. Um, but I actually am particularly looking forward to revisiting some of the best of Asia, like mm. Halong Bay and in Japan, uh, from the west to east, Nagasaki mm. and up to Hokkaido. Uh, I mean, I'm a real lover of Japan, and I think we're showing Japan in an incredible light in this cruise. Yeah. Sounds absolutely amazing and so different. It is a very in-depth Asian itinerary, which mm. I think, you know, a lot of people will mm. definitely find fascinating. And now tell us about Alaska. It's on the itinerary. So do you have a particular favorite experience there, Steve? Well, I, I think the the crossing of the Bering Sea from uh, Japan to Alaska is a real highlight. I've mm. done it a couple of times and it's really unique. I mean, it's very remote, of mm. course. Yeah. Uh, you call it Dutch Harbor, which is sort of the, the where East meets West between Russia and the US. Yeah. But uh, I did particularly notice in the itinerary, we have Kodiak. And I went there a couple of years ago, and it's very famous for the brown bear. You yeah. can find a lot oh. of brown bear there in, in their natural habitat. And we we have a, a tour which goes to look at them mm. uh, up close. Not too up close, but up close. <laughs> um, but, you know, Alaska has also become uh, very popular for more adventurous things. So mm. kayaking uh, is now popular in a lot of the ports. And I actually did a really interesting uh, bird watching tour in Sitka where we saw um, the eagles that are in the natural habitat there. So that was beautiful. My ambition is to uh, take the huskies out oh. and ride oh, yeah. one of those sledges. It yeah. looks such a great thing to do. Yes. Yeah, I've done that, but I oh. did it in a different part of the world in uh, Finland. And what was and it, it like? It was incredible. It yeah. was an absolutely incredible thing to do. Yeah, I've yeah. seen the dog camps yeah. and they just look amazing. Oh, God, Steve, Twitcher, Tango and Quilting, oh, no. you've got it all <laughs> under your belt. <laughs> uh, and let's not forget San Francisco, home of the Golden Gate bridge and painted ladies houses and there are a huge number of unesco world heritage sites on this cruise yes um i mean of course sustainability and conservation are becoming really important to travelers these days yeah. um, so these sites are more important than ever on this trip for example we will go to the komodo national park in indonesia mm. uh, where you can again see up close and personal the uh, the beautiful komodo dragons <laughs> not just, too close yeah, not too close, not right, too close. Steve. Yes. <laughs> um, and then of course uh, in japan there's ancient kyoto the former capital just stunning mm. uh, with the with the things you experience there and of course in singapore the botanic gardens renowned for their uh, orchids down through the years Yes, the gardens are fantastic. Indeed, I used to live just across the road and I spent a lot of time in the Botanic Gardens in Singapore. It's a beautiful place and you can spend half a day there. Is that where you'll find the otters, Peter? No, the otters now are in the river. Ah. It's a very famous story. <laughs> Singapore otters, very divided nation at the moment. Some love them, some don't. <laughs> so you're on the ship for 150 nights. And now, Steve, tell us what happens on the sea days. 
Well, of course, you know, the regular cruisers love the sea days. Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah, looks at the right. itinerary, but then they right. treasure the sea days. But lots happen. Mm. There's lots uh, in the agenda every day. Uh, the captain and officers have a lot more time mm. to engage with guests, and they set up all sorts of things, tournaments, guests versus the officers. <laughs> there's water volleyball, shuffleboard, mini golf. But there's a lot of engagement yeah. in a long cruise because there's just more time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I bet I know who wins at those shuffleboard games. Well, I guess have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've had a bit of practice, of course. There are also ceremonies uh, such as the equator crossing when mm. the crew dresses up as King Neptune and Queen Neptune. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, I'm not joking. I mean, the first, the first timers love it. In fact, the regulars love it too. And, of course, um, our well-loved guest lecture program uh, is another bonus they bring on things like photography, food and wine, history. Yes, they're really good. And you get time to enjoy the pool, spa, fitness centre, bars, lounges, library. You can have high tea. Mm. Or back to food. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, high tea every day for 150 days um, <laughs> oh, is yeah. very special. But uh, in a classic style, we have a five-piece signature orchestra playing every day at high tea. And it's a favourite gathering spot for the yeah. guests on board. Back to the fitness centre for me. Well, I'm wondering, actually, I mean, how much weight on average would you put on a 150-night cruise? I don't think I have that number. <laughs> <laughs> but talking of, uh, of keeping fit, uh, guests on the World Cruise will receive a $550 per person US ship or credit, which they can use in the spa or, or in the boutique. Or the steep room. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> And I think, you know, the other thing is evening entertainment is always a big bonus mm. uh, for crews. You, know, you don't have to uh, plan an evening. You have lots of entertainment at your fingertips. That's and so, so right. Yeah. I, I really remember from my cruises with Regent that one of the loveliest things in the evening was just to wander from bar to bar mm. and get a taste of, you know, what performers were doing what. There'd be a pianist, there'd be guitars, there'd be singers. Mm. It was really terrific. Just like walking around a night district. Yeah. So now, Steve, does the entertainment kind of change according to, you know, the different destinations the ship visits? Well, yes, Bernadette, of course. I mean, with 150 <laughs> nights to fill, we have to we have to mix it up a little. Oh, not that but we <laughs> But we do fly in international acts to join the ship throughout the cruise. Mm. Mm, impressive. Yeah. And then, of course, we should turn our attention to the shore excursions. Yes, yes. Uh, there are 396 of them. That means um, bring, bring good walking boots, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, You can take as many as you want to that you can fit into your schedule. How do you take it all in? You'll need a really thick diary. Well, this is one of Regent's main points of difference. We're the only cruise line to offer included unlimited shore excursions in every port of call. And this is really important when you're comparing us against other cruise lines. Mm. We encourage guests to try new experiences, even if they've been there before. A totally different experience is available in every port. Um, often guests can do two half-day tours at any one place. Mm. Wow. And our shore excursions are exclusively for our guests, and you'll be in a small group. Mm. And I think that's particularly important in, yes. in this uh, particular time. And we've also got a raft of new eco-connected tours that allow our guests to feel that they're truly giving back to local communities. Yeah, so important now. And are there special shore excursions for those on the World Cruise, Steve? Well, there are. We've got three new exclusive shoreside events for this cruise. Uh, Peter, you're like this one since you're a tango fan. <laughs> uh, in Buenos Aires, Argentina, we have the first 
um, an equestrian exhibition while sipping a cocktail before a delicious three-course Argentinian banquet. Wow. And then, I'm here's what there. you're waiting for, a showcase of tango. I'll be there <laughs> with my certificate. Uh, in New Zealand, uh, we're featuring a Maori engagement experience in March. The event is going to be held in the country's national sports stadium. And we have a multi-course meal followed by a unique uh, Maori uh, kapahaka. Oh, I love the haka. It's yeah, so, too. so moving. It is. Yeah, very inspiring. And then moving on to Thailand in Pattaya, we have the Sanctuary of Truth, a place that will stir the soul regardless of any religious beliefs. Sounds great. And how about the food? Does Regent Seven Seas offer regional produce and does the ship take on local supplies as it goes? Well, there are six restaurants on board and they're all very special. Compass Rose, which we mentioned already, is the largest speciality restaurant at sea. And the menu has one side which stays fixed ah, yes. uh, while the other side changes daily and incorporates local cuisine. So as we mm. travel around on this yep. journey, we'll have uh, regional cuisine uh, in every day. Excellent. Uh, the chefs will pick certain ports with uh, fresh fish markets and may come back with an enormous salmon, for example. Yeah. Uh, they may do a display on board showcasing the fresh catch, and then they'll weave um, local flavors and wines to match. So on our ships, all the speciality dining is included in the fare. There are wow. no extra charges. Excellent. And there is open seating. So we have an American steakhouse, a chartreuse, which I've mentioned, modern French. We have an authentic Italian restaurant. And there are more casual dinner selections, such as uh, dining at the pool, al fresco mm. style for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Mm. And we offer a wine pairing, a uh, private dinner. And of course, on a world cruise, a lot of people will opt to have our beautiful room service menu on some nights of the cruise. Mm. So you'll be spoiled for choice. Yeah. Yes, I still remember the poolside grill on my two outings with Regent. It was like a giant Caribbean party. With, with tango? lobster tails. <laughs> no, with lobster tails. <laughs> lobster tails and steak being barbecued literally everywhere. It was a wonderful warm experience and the crew obviously enjoyed getting out into the open air and cooking all of these ingredients. Now, guys, you're making me hungry. <laughs> so it's a long trip. And Steve, do the crew change over the course of the 150 nights? Well, this may surprise you, but the captain will change, but the cruise director and the front of house leadership team normally do the full world cruise mm. as they plan it all out and they want to see it to fruition. Wow, that's yeah. a long trip. It is, but I think it's also nice to have familiar faces with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And now what about communicating with loved ones at home? Like how can I share my Instagram snaps and, you know, Facebook? How can you make everyone envious? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> well, there's, there's included unlimited Wi-Fi, which today, of course, is very useful, included phone calls, and we even include a postcard service along the way. <gasps> oh, postcard, that's wonderful. Socialising would be an important part of the experience. What kind of people will you meet? Well, I think that's a very important point. Firstly, since you've all chosen this extraordinary journey, mm. you can expect very like-minded people. And with only 684 guests, I think you'll soon find people who share the same kind of interests as you. Uh, and particular interests include art, culture, food mm. and wine. I, I think it's very easy to form connections with our uh, well-educated and knowledgeable crew members because they're trained and they're dedicated to ensuring everyone on board has a, an incredible experience. Great. And, you know, and then there are the local people, sometimes in remote villages in Tahiti and all parts of this journey. It's a highlight 
where I think you really find treasured moments. Mm, no, for sure. And I'm assuming these guests also create long-term friendships. Do you have any examples of sea friends who now cruise together after meeting on your ships? Oh, yes. I mean, this is one of the <laughs> real um, bonuses. Guests actually uh, tend to book cruises whilst they're still on board. Oh, really? I mean, for me, it's a pleasure to see these lifelong bonds being formed. Um, and it gives me a real kick yeah. that our business does this. Yeah, That's wonderful. So, Steve, tell us about some of the stranger places we'll visit, like Port Stanley or Robinson Crusoe Island, which sounds really intriguing. Well, you won't be surprised to hear that Robinson Crusoe Island is very remote. <laughs> no. did, did Robinson Crusoe actually live there? Well, the main island in the Juan Fernandez archipelago is known for its beautiful diving sites and native wildlife. But to answer your question, Bernadette, the man in Daniel Defoe's famous novel was actually inspired by the true story of an 18th century castaway. Really? But the real Robinson Crusoe Island really bears little resemblance to its fictional counterpart. Mm. I mean, in the book, Crusoe was marooned on an idyllic Caribbean island with sandy beaches. Uh, the real Robinson Crusoe was a man named Alexandra Selkirk, and he was left on an island nearly 700 kilometers off the coast of Chile. With rum or no good. rum? <laughs> <laughs> Robinson Crusoe Island is actually the largest of the Juan Fernandez Islands, a tiny archipelago. And in 1704, Alexander Selkirk was on board a British ship and said it was madness to continue their journey as crewmen. They were exhausted and they were sick. And so he was left on the tiny, uninhabited <laughs> island and as the ship sailed off into the distance. Oh, great story. We certainly won't be doing any of that <laughs> with our crews. Yes. Oh, great story. What does Mariner do in the Antarctic Peninsula, Steve? Well, as you know, this is um, uh, a fascinating part of the world. It's the remotest region on Earth. And we'll do a three-day scenic cruising of that area, past bays and islands and harbours famed for their wildlife. Excellent. Uh, you'll see icebergs, um, you'll see snow-covered cliffs, mountain ranges, and hundreds of seals, penguins, seabirds. You don't have to be on an expedition-style cruise to really enter this region. Uh, this is more about looking at the beauty from the comfort of our floor-to-ceiling lounges or from your own <laughs> private veranda covered in a beautiful cashmere Well, blanket. that means that my Montclair boots will not be uh, muddied in soil. Well, you, you got me <laughs> at the good. blanket and glass of wine, Steve. <laughs> You'll be able to feel the environment and mm. see the wildlife from the comfort of the ship. So, you know, it's, it's really about going to this remote region but doing it in a much more comfortable way. Yeah, yeah. So, Steve, it's an extraordinary journey and you've done many of these trips. So... What are your personal favorites? Well, you know, they all look terrific. I, 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 it's very hard. But for me, uh, you can't beat Easter Island. Uh, the Maui statues are from 1250 to 1500 AD, wow. buried underground, way up to 85 tons. Uh, you can come home with your own Maui uh, figurines made of stone. Many guests acquire cultural artifacts in each country. I think that's a beauty of, mm. of a voyage like this. Yeah. You've got time. And you can get behind the scenes and you can take home many memories as well. Mm. It really sounds amazing. It really is. But please hurry if this sounds like your type of cruise. <laughs> because as I mentioned before, the 2024 World Cruise sold out in less than three hours. Wow. Uh, while this 150-night sailing uh, starts at $115,810 per guest for a deluxe veranda suite, we expect that it will sell out quickly. Pre-registrations are now open with reservations physically opening on the 15th of June. 
you can uh, extend the 150 nights by 18 further nights in the Mexican (laughs) Riviera uh, if you continue from San Francisco to Miami, which includes a transit of the Panama Canal, which is fascinating in itself. So you can create a full 168 night sailing, which we believe will be very popular for Australians. So, Peter, I'm putting in my annual leave now for 168 nights because I'm going to do the (laughs) add-on. Um, look, our guests are looking for longer journeys and and they're very keen to sail. Uh, I think the importance of innovation can't be dismissed. Mm. So we encourage people to get in touch with a travel advisor. We're ready when you are. So contact your travel advisor or visit rssc.com. Fantastic, Steve. That sounds like a fantastic itinerary and I can't wait to get on board. Bye, Peter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us, Steve. Yeah, I'm inspired. Look for more on Regent Seven Seas at cruisepassenger.com.au. Sign up for our weekly newsletter to keep in touch with the world of cruising. And now, as we promised at the start of the podcast, here's how you can visit Seven Seas Explorer, the most luxurious ship ever built, for a ship tour and lunch when she's in Sydney on December 29. Visit cruisepassenger.com.au and tell us why you want to visit the ship. And you'll be in the running for this amazing money-can't-buy prize. You'll eat at one of the ship's stunning restaurants and take a tour around the vessel that boasts million-dollar artworks, an owner's suite the size of a Sydney penthouse, and luxurious interiors. And the next edition of Cruise and Travel, our gorgeous print magazine, is on sale now at selected newsagents, or you can subscribe at cruisepassenger.com.au forward slash magazine. Now, thanks again, Steve. I uh, can't wait to see what's on this ship. Can't wait to see what this 150-night cruise is all about. It sounds wonderful. Thanks again. 